both sides are whining about the same things internally. Are we being played by both sides? Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Stephen Green and Zoe Rachel sitting in for Bill Whittle, who's out having a little work done. You know, he lives in Los Angeles. They do that kind of thing all the time. Um, we are looking today at a little uh, clip I saw, which I will not play because I don't want YouTube to hit us with a copyright violation or you know, restrain our monetization or whatever it is they do to bad boys who show other people's material. But I was watching a little uh, segment from Bill Maher's interview show on HBO. And Maher brings in some pundits. In this case, he had Andrew Sullivan and some woman who looked like she wants to grow up to be Rachel Maddow. And um, they were talking about the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision that overturned uh, Roe versus Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood. And Maher started off in this particular segment uh, with an idea that sounded familiar to me. Um, so Rachel, he basically said, conservatives and Republicans are different than we, meaning the liberals are, because they understand how to play the long game. They understand that the courts are where the power is and they know how to win. And then one of his guests chimed in, the, uh, the Rachel Maddow wannabe chimed in and says, and they don't play, those Republicans, they don't play purity politics the way the left does, looking for the perfect candidate. In other words, they turn out to vote for their people. And, and the left is not like this. Um, Zoe, I thought I was going through the looking glass. Mm. I just thought all of a sudden I was Alice in Wonderland because... I've been part of Republican politics from the precinct level to the county level to the state level, got elected to a, a minor office or two, um, and I have heard exactly the same claims made by Republicans about Democrats. Um, how is it possible, Zoe, that both teams that have claimed to oppose each other so much seem to be singing from the same hymnal? <laughs> That is, that is an interesting observation, man. And, and I mean, and he's right. We, we are, you know, different, you know, ideologically, we're, we're definitely different. Uh, where they see us as different, he's talking more like a projection, man. It's, it's, you're definitely, this is some Twilight Zone stuff for them to try to, it's an alternate universe of, of where he's coming from. Um, you know, when they're trying to say that, you know, uh, um, the, the, the significance of the courts. It's it's Democrats that want to get out there and sue the public and lean on the courts as if the courts is like the most powerful branch of government that there is. Uh, th th that's what they do. Uh, in terms of the long game, we're, we're seeing the, the rotten fruit of the long game that the Democrats have been playing for a long time. And Bill Maher himself is part of it, uh, the way that they've infiltrated um, uh, the culture and whatnot. And, and just in every uh, observation that they made, it's just it's totally backwards. Um, I mean, it's, I know it's difficult for like, cause I, I can see a lot of people right now. I, I could tell what kind of comments we're going to get and those are going to be like, there's no difference. They're both the same and people can't tell them apart. And there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats. And, and, and to a, a, a great degree, I agree. The principles are different though. You know, we're talking about people. There's things that people are going to do. And then there's principles that people will go by. Now, the Democrat principle itself is is to be at odds with the Constitution, you know, and, and definitely to be at odds with the word of God. And we know that Bill Maher hates God. But, you know, they 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 hate these things and they're totally at odds with these things. 
Um, whereas as Republicans has a platform was built on a platform that was more friendly towards the Constitution and understanding the God given rights of man. And these are the things that we're going to be radical and we're going to and we're going to stand for these things. And this is what we're going to fight for. Unfortunately, you end up with that's not a that's not a fault of principle. That's just a fault of deviance where with the Democrats, it's a natural disposition of them. That's just what they are to be at odds with our Constitution, where we have these where Republicans where people can't tell the difference, that's just deviance. And it, you don't catch Democrats acting like Republicans. You get Republicans acting like Democrats. So that's where people are saying, well, I can't tell the difference. And unfortunately, we have too much of that, where Republicans are acting too much like Democrats. But it ain't an issue of Democrats acting like Republicans. <laughs> Stephen Green, Sorry. Uh, first of all, you okay, Matt? Oh, something's been stuck in my throat since 2012. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't expect it to come out during this episode, but if it does, we'll just uh, we'll air put it on that. YouTube. Thanks. That's right. <laughs> this will be this will be the number one most viewed episode ever. Um, <laughs> Steve, first of all, let's just acknowledge that uh, what Zoe Rachel just said is, of course, what you would expect a right wing radical conservative <laughs> Republican to say. So we can just write that off. Um, but, but Steve, um, I think the the point I'm trying to drive at inefficiently is that it's not that there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats ideologically. It's just that there are so many similarities between them functionally and in the way they describe each other. So the critique of each party toward the other, not, not in what issues they stand for or oppose, but in the way they say things, you know, that conversation, if I had gone in there and cleverly edited that and changed what Bill Maher to say so that he said, you know what? It's the liberals that have always understood the power of the courts. It's the liberals that have been playing the long game and getting the, the courts at the federal and uh, judiciary packed with supporters of their own. It's the liberals who, um, who won't play purity politics like conservatives will because we won't vote for somebody who's not conservative enough for us. And so we will lose elections because we won't support somebody uh, because they're inadequately uh, advocates of the of the real conservative positions that we support. You could you could take that whole conversation and flip it around, change the party names, and you'd get the same outcome. And I guess I wonder if each side of the fence is really that delusional about the other, or do they really know what they're doing and they just realize what they have to say in order to whip up their fan base? They have to say, "Hey, look, that other side's playing the long game. We got to play the long game." Um, let me, uh, uh, I'm going to explain why Zoe and I are right and Bill Maher and maybe you are wrong. Uh, before I do though. <laughs> Go ahead, mansplain that to me. Oh wait, before yes. I do. I'm also a man. Uh, I just want to say that in, in day-to-day -day politics, there is, both sides play the same game and it's mostly bread and circuses. It doesn't matter whether you tune in to Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, whatever it is, you're going to see basically the same shows doing the same thing where you've got uh, outraged hosts and there are outraged guests whose only job is to uh, uh, get out their 30-second clever talking point in the allotted time mm. so they can cut to the dog food commercials and the new Chevy car ads. <laughs> um, and it's, it's entertainment. It's bread and circuses. It really has nothing to do yeah. with actual politics. It's just about keeping people tuned in so they can sell the dog food. Um, 
and in that limited way, yeah, the 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 two parties, the two sides are absolutely alike, and it's why I don't watch uh, television news anymore at all. Uh, if I have to watch TV news for for work over at PJ Media, if it's not on C-SPAN, I don't see it. Uh, C-SPAN, you know, they just put the cameras up and show you the thing and you're good to go. That's that's all I need. Um, but more broadly speaking, when it comes to actual policy, Scott, no, they do the bad things that Bill Maher accuses us of. And we maybe try to, but we suck at it. Uh, you, you look around you and a $30 trillion deficit is not a tribute to conservatives playing the long game. Uh, a federal government behemoth is not evidence of conservatives playing a long game. This is evidence of a century now, a century or more of failure by conservatives to stop the ratchet effect. You know, uh, Margaret Thatcher coined that term, the ratchet effect, to describe how the left operates. They don't have to win a revolution and change everything all at once. They just, they ratchet a little bit. They pass this law. They change this thing. They install that regulation. And then once it ratchets, it's very difficult to turn that ratchet back. And again, I point to the size of Washington. I point to the size of uh, our spending and our deficit and our debts to say to you, no, we are not playing this game. And if we are playing it, we're really, really deeply bad at it. Well, I mean, th I think the reality is that both sides understand the importance of the courts. Uh, both sides oh, are yeah. doing uh, the best they can to play the so-called long game. The Democrats were more effective at it, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. The Republicans, um, thanks in many ways to Mitch McConnell and others in the Senate, have been more effective at it in recent years. Obviously, Donald Trump's greatest legacy is going to be the court appointments that he had a chance to make, not just to the Supreme Court, but to the federal judiciary. And that's the kind of the B team, the minor league team that will from which they will draw uh, future Supreme Court justices if they should ever elect a Republican president again and have control of the Senate at the same time. Um, and so it, it it just strikes me as infantile and absurd to hear uh, political pundits chattering about how, you know, the other side knows this, but we don't. The other side does this, but we don't, because both sides are whining about the same things internally. Um, I think the, the real challenge that true conservatives face is if fundamentally your belief is in what one might call limited government, although one is uh, loath to define the limits. I've, I've found when I talk to people who are advocates of limited government, it's like, oh, where should that stop? Should that like stop with your social security check? Oh, well, no, 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 no. We don't want well, we to limit it there. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if, if you really believe in a relatively constrained small role for the federal government, then you're fundamentally not craving power at the federal level. But in order to get a smaller role for the federal government, you need to crave power at the federal level. <laughs> You, you need to basically get to a position where you can be highly powerful and influential in order to diminish your own power and influence. And the, the vast experience of human history has been that very few emperors uh, try to get into that seat so that they can then reduce the power of that seat and hand over the true authority to the people. Um, it's, that's why the framers came up with this whole system of checks and balances. It was due to the fundamental nature of mankind 
kind that even those who believed in smaller government would be uh, reluctant to uh, to institute such a smaller government. Now, there's where the left or the liberals or progressives or Democrats or whatever you want to call them, there's where they have a distinct advantage because they think that a smart group of people at the national level is the best thing that could possibly happen to this country because then they could put in place policies that will make people do the right things and create the kind of society that they have dreamed in their utopian wet dreams uh, will come to fruition. And so they've got an advantage over the right because they want larger government because that's the only way to institute what they want to have happen. So yes, I think there's a clear difference at the micro policy level and also at the general vision level of the way we view uh, government. But I also think that we should be less uh, willing to swallow nonsense like we just heard on the Bill Maher show, even if it comes from a Fox News show. For uh, Stephen Green and Zoe Rachel sitting in for Bill Whittle, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 